Welcome to the Girl Power Alliance podcast, where you're going to meet and hear from some inspiring women with incredible stories who are leading in business and in faith. We are on a mission to impact the world by empowering women to dream bigger through kingdom-minded mentoring and leadership. This is where women grow. Hello, and welcome back to the Girl Power Alliance podcast. I'm so excited to share this beautiful woman with you today. Uh, Let me tell you a little bit about Ejema. She is a PhD. She is a well-regarded speaker and leadership coach who is deeply passionate and committed to the personal growth well-being, and progression of people. It's my kind of girl. With a vision of a world where every person embraces their boundless potential, she is on a mission to inspire people to do what inspires them. So together, we make the world better. Ijema is the founder and CEO of Everlead, a leadership coaching and consulting group. Uh, Welcome, Ijema. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here, Michelle. I am too. And you're like speaking my language. I mean, um, as we, as we record this, I am knee deep in, uh, writing the content for, um, the leadership course that I'm working on. And so what you do is near and dear to my heart. I know I read your bio, but I know people want to know just like a little bit more about you. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. What can I include? Well, I always consider myself uh, in three words. I'm an inspirer, an educator, and a coach. So, you know, when I, I, I conduct, conducted my own little informal survey with my friends and family, and I asked them, if you had to describe me using a few words, what would you say? And if not all of them, most of them said inspiring. And so that was the overarching theme. And so I, I went along with that and in, in describing myself as such, um, being that that's how other people see me. And I see myself as that in that way as well, because my heart's desire is to inspire folks to do work that lights their own fires, right? Um, to do God's work and to do what they're on earth to um, do to do what they're on earth because they were called by God to do that work. So um, that's what lights me up. I feel that that's my life's work and, and that's what I'm here for. Um, first of all, you have a very sexy radio voice. So if you're listening oh to this on the podcast, <laughs> you're just get like your ear is getting tickled. You have a, such a good, I mean, I just want to close my eyes and listen. You have such a good voice. If you're watching this on the YouTube channel, you get to see and hear her. So you get to see her beauty and then hear that like sexy voice. Has anybody well, ever told you, you that before? I, I was, a, I was just about to tell you that no one has ever said that to me. So that's wonderful feedback that I will run with. <laughs> I feel like maybe I'm picky about it because I've been podcasting for so long. And so like, I, li- yeah. I love, I'm, I mean, if you record a po- if you have a podcast, you're usually a, like a podcast person. So you listen to them and yeah. I've, you know, you hear about these great podcasts. So I download them and I listen to them. And there are some, there are some people who have voices, no matter how great the podcast is, I can't listen to Mm-hmm. <laughs> but your your voice is the kind I could listen to for hours. It's beautiful. Well, thank you. And I'm enjoying speaking with you because I love your energy and your smile. So oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying this. Thank you. Well, how did you even get into uh, like leadership coaching? Where where did that evolve from? Have you always done that? It's so funny. Um, I I tell stories all the time. So uh, 
engage me with this. Um, I remember being like seven years old and my mom walked into a room and I used that opportunity to just ask her so many questions, right? Like, how does this work? Why, why is there light? Why is there every, like, I was just asking her questions about so many things and she just stopped in her tracks and just took a sigh and looked down at me and was like, Ajama, you ask so many questions. (laughs) You should become a lawyer when you grow up. And I remember her saying that and it just stayed with me. And, you know, I found interest um, recently in in the past couple of years, I, I found interest in studying leadership coaching. Um, And I'm learning or I've learned that leadership coaching is essentially about having the power of asking powerful questions. Right. And I see that I I still utilize this probing and inquisitive nature of my of myself um, in this line of work, something my mom named when I was younger and I didn't understand what she was talking about. I was just curious. And so I'm utilizing my curiosity as a leadership coach. So in coaching. Uh, We're trained to sit with the client and be curious about their lived experiences. And through our curiosity, we ask them these powerful, open-ended questions to get them um, to a greater sense of awareness and understanding about their own experience, their own goals, so on and so forth. So um, I would say that uh, becoming a coach has always been in me. It's just a matter of me discovering that and realizing that that's where I belong. I already care about the personal growth and development of of people in general. And so helping them um, through coaching to get to a place of being unstuck and achieving their goals and all of that uh, is something that really gets me excited and energized. Isn't it though? And it's such an interesting topic, specifically like leadership, because I always say this, there's been more books written about leadership than any other topic in the world. And yet we are so lacking, like we're so lacking in true, in true leadership. I agree. I agree. There's certainly a leadership crisis in our nation. Um, And, you know, you're, you're right. There's so many books, but then why is it that it's such a challenge? Why aren't we more principled in in our ways of being and guiding and leading? Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't even think it's just our country. I think it's the world. Absolutely. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. And so what you're doing I, is holy work. This is, yeah. whole, this is holy work. And yeah. I holy, I mean, I'm literally like writing content. So I'm going to basically say these things that I just wrote. I, mm-hmm. I believe this is like an Esther moment in the world for women, mm-hmm. For, mm-hmm. for women to rise up. In a, mm-hmm. And I'm sure you do you coach men and women. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I specifically yeah. feel it is a very uh, powerful time specifically for women because mm-hmm. I was, this is an interesting thing and you'll, I would love to hear your feedback. So mm-hmm. like I've taken leadership courses, I've read mm-hmm. dozens of leadership books. There's online summits. There was just one recently um, in the summer called, I can't remember what it was called, but um, it was done by somebody that's considered in the world of leadership, like a guru and mm-hmm. almost every one of them almost every one of them is the majority men. Mm. If they have any women at all, it's usually limited to one. And Uh so I find it very interesting that as a society up until now, and I'm saying that because I believe it's shifting, Mm -hmm. that we have accepted the fact that real leadership comes solely from men. Yes. Very problematic. (laughs) And that's not the case. Um, it's not. Yeah. And when you look at different uh, world leaders or leaders of their own particular nation that have thriving societies, you'll find that they're women-led. women led. 
not to say that men aren't capable, but not we at have all. to start placing a magnifying glass on um, or highlighting the successes of women leaders and, and what they've been able to achieve. So um, yeah, oftentimes when you do study leadership, it's often the men who have, uh, who are more reputable or who oh, yeah. are more celebrated, right? Um, but there's so many women doing the work and I, I'd love oh to gosh. see that tr- dramatic shift um, in, in paying more attention to the voices of women. Absolutely. You and me both. And, and it's, it's, it's interesting to me because I feel that not all, obviously, I mean, everything we're saying, nothing is a blanket statement because there's always, um, there's always the, you know, the exceptions to kind of the generalities, but I feel that for most women, they've just accepted it. Matter of fact, I had this, the most interesting conversation with somebody the other day. And we were talking, we were just talking about, I don't know, she used to go to my church mm-hmm. and she was saying, telling me the reasons that she left not only our church, but like three others. And it was because they had women get up on the stage oh. and preach. Yeah. And I, I mean, we don't have to go into that subject, but I, I believe again, that this is, um, this is something that the enemy has done to, mm-hmm. to stop women from having the influence that women um, just innately have. Mm-hmm. And, and that was a woman telling mm-hmm. me that women have mm-hmm. no place mm-hmm. preaching. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like this idea, I, I refer to it as internalized oppression. Like you're oppressing yourself. You're believing these uh, false narratives about what women should be doing in leadership positions. And you've accepted it for yourself. And even as a woman who should be empowering yourself, you're allowing yourself to be oppressed by these internalized thoughts that you have about who you ought to be and what other women ought to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't that. it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I went, I went home, we weren't home, but I went home and I looked up the verse where G, where I don't think it's Jesus saying, it. I think it's Paul, but he's saying that, you know, now because of the death of Christ on the cross, there is no slave or Jew or male or female. We are one. Right. And so we, we as women have the exact same authority to right. go out and preach the gospel as any man. We have the authority to lead mm-hmm. any business. We have the authority given to us by God to go out and lead. And, and in many cases, I believe women do it better. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not a feminist, like I'm not a feminist, but um, I, this is just something that I find very, very interesting in the topic specifically. I know we kind of are going like off on a no, rabbit it's okay. trail. Let's do it. <laughs> um, it just was something that was on my mind today because of that conversation that I had last week and thinking like, it's interesting to me how, listen, I'm like, I, if I would have had a different life, I would have been completely content to only have been a stay-at-home mom and raise my family. That is the first place that leadership matters. Mm, yeah. Like that's the most important leadership role. If you're listening to this and you're thinking that we're on me, that we're only speaking about like mm-hmm. women in the world or government or in business, mm-hmm. I am, I, we are not because Correct. you in the home moms, mm-hmm. this is the number one most important most impactful place in the world that you can lead. Absolutely. Parenting is the hardest leadership role, in my opinion. It is the hardest. It takes a lot of self-control and and patience and all of that um, to really shape your children. Uh, If I I know you're talking about different um, aspects of the home, but for me, I'm talking about children in, in this example. 
to really shape your children. It's so, it's, it's not the easiest task, um, but it is our responsibility and it's not an easy leadership role. <laughs> and by the way, you don't get like days off. Oh gosh. <laughs> talk about that. No days off people. <laughs> how many kids do you have? I have three. Yeah. Okay. So how, what are their ages? I have a two-year-old. I see. I'm terrible with ages. A two-year-old, eight-year-old, almost at seven and a nine-year-old. You're Mm -hmm. right in it then. You are right Mm -hmm. in the bit, like you're in the busy time. You got more than 10 years of like legit busy 24-7. I know. (laughs) And are your kids doing at-home learning right now? They are. And it's the most excruciating thing I've ever had to deal with. It's so painful. It's so hard, you know, as a busy professional, my husband and I are constantly trying to figure out how are we going to teach these children? We don't even have time for ourselves, let alone (laughs) try to homeschool and get them on Zoom. And, you know, they're not that computer uh, tech savvy, if you will, um, to navigate all those systems by themselves. You're like a million logins. And so being patient and teaching them how to do all of that is, (laughs) it's, it's uh, an experience to say the least. It really, it really is. And, um, I just, I just want to applaud you and all of you that are listening, that are doing Mm -hmm. all the things you did before. And now you're trying to navigate this, this kind of learning from home thing. Um, it's, it is a lot and it, you know, I'm just bathing, like bathing it all in prayer for all of you and for the kids. Cause it's just, it's a new day, but literally back to the subject of leadership, like this Mm. is taking you to the brink of everything you have ever learned or taught every client you've ever had like daily. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm What, what about, what an incredible amount of tools this is going to add to your toolbox. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Great resilience as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, mm-hmm. the, the whole thing about leadership to me, is it's a very interesting thing. Um, I have like a whole bunch of books that I'm reading uh, specifically yeah. about biblical leadership. And, and there's mm-hmm. so many different frames of thought. I believe the crisis in general is mm-hmm. because they're trying to teach leadership and they're not trying to uh, change the heart through Christ. Ooh, yes. Yeah. That's the foundation. That's where it starts. You know, I always, um, the way I understand leadership, I understand, well, I have a shirt that I made. It says Jesus leadership and love. Mm. And to me, those three words are synonymous. Yeah. To know Jesus is to know what a real leader looks like. Yep. Uh, love or to be a great leader is to show love in the right ways, right? Jesus is love. Like you could go on and on in, in, in pairing those three words. And to me, that's what I think of when I think of leadership or even how Jesus was, how Christ was. Um, yeah. Just wanted to throw that in. So in your, in your practice, are, is that how, is that kind of the framework for how you're coaching people? Mm-hmm. And you know, my coaching is kind of universal, just broad-based. Um, I haven't uh, had a lot of clients coming to me uh, to focus more on the spiritual lens. I am connected with my church to offer my coaching to um, uh, young folks who are seeking coaching instead of counseling, because I think these days more people are seeking to be coached versus counseled. That's I, what I I'm hearing. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the younger group, younger generation. So I am open to that. And if, if my clients want to engage in that aspect of their identity, I 
am more than happy and willing. I wish they actually would do it more, more than willing to engage in that regard. Um, I don't want to me- uh, not answer the question that you had originally asked me. Hey, we're <laughs> I- rabbit trailing. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I just, I, in my conversations with people, it's like you're having this one conversation and you're going mm-hmm. wherever you're going, whatever it is that the topic was that you were talking about with your client. And sometimes a door opens because maybe a, a question that you're asking or a question that they're asking or how they respond. And then the, the topic comes up like a faith or spirituality or, 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 you know, where, where your belief system is. Mm-hmm. And, and I will tell you that it, it's interesting because once you open that door and if you, if you share the same beliefs, like here, we're talking mm-hmm. about, you know, loving Jesus, it mm-hmm. opens up to a whole new conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying you, sometimes you initiate that you say something uh, about faith and then it kind of gives them space to open up in that regard as well. I, I do. And, I, and I, I do. And I will tell you, I didn't for the bulk of my career, because, okay. you know, what are we taught? We don't talk about politics or religion. That's just in business. <laughs> right. That's not what you do. But right. as God has had me on this journey and it started mm-hmm. with my first podcast called the soul that entrepreneur, where I was just talking about everything through the lens of faith. And then now with Girl Power Alliance, it's like, now I can't not. And so to have these conversations, what I have found is because it's just part of how I speak now. And so when it opens that door and you find that you have that commonality, the conversation changes and it's it's a really interesting, it's Mm -hmm. very, um, it's very telling to Mm -hmm. watch the conversation that was going in a direction. And then you unlock this door and it's like all the boundaries come off and now you're able to go into this whole exactly. deeper thing. It's really yeah. cool. And that's where you want them to be, to be yeah. able to be open and explorative in that way. That's awesome that that conversations about faith could help you achieve that, to be open. Well, I think, I think that people mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. that are literally, you're devoting your life yeah. to helping other people to learn about themselves learn about what their purpose is. I mean, I believe it's, it's such important and holy work because just, if you just go out today, well, maybe not today, because there's not as many people out as there used to be, but (laughs) in the past, when you would just go out and see people out and about, Mm -hmm. I would have to say nine out of 10 of them, they have no idea what they were put on this planet for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And sometimes I have to remind myself of that. Not, not everyone knows what they're called to do. Right. Uh, and I often assume that, well, people, people kind of have an idea. And when I speak with my coaching clients, a lot of them don't (laughs) have no idea. Why do you think that is? Uh, I feel that many people are not that in touch with God speaking to their hearts because I think that God places um, a purpose inside everyone. And it's, it's a matter of whether or not we're going to answer that call. And maybe people are denying that that is anything valid or whatnot, but I think people are not in touch with God because if you are in touch with God and prayerful and, 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 and asking him, well, what am I here to do? He will answer you that I know for sure. He will certainly answer you. um, If you're listening, if you're open and listening, but for me, the way I, I knew about my um, purpose and my calling um, is because I 
listened to that persistent but gentle nudging that I kept kept getting for years. And I describe it as gentle, but it was persistent. Um, and I would describe it as just someone just tapping me on the shoulder. That's that's how it felt mm-hmm. to me, like constant tapping, tapping, tapping. And it would say leadership, leadership, leadership. And I would just turn like, what? What does that mean? Like lead, leadership. What am I supposed to do with that? Or what am What am I supposed to do with this elusive term, right? Um, and it would it was there for years and years. And I knew I was interested in going to leadership conferences and reading reading leadership books and and hearing the talks and all of that and and the principles and and all of that. And that word just kept showing up. And one day, um, when I was having this professional identity crisis, as I call it, when I was in this job that I did not like. And I was like, there's, there's got to be more to life here. I am not happy in my work. And then this tapping came back, leadership, leadership. And I was like, you know what? What is that? Let me get a, a piece of paper and a pen and let me just start writing. What does this mean? And when I started being intentional about exploring it, I felt myself get so energized and mm. it was like a rebirthing within me, like a fire had been lit. And once I decided to say, okay, what, what can I do with this leadership idea? Okay, maybe I could start speaking at conferences. Maybe I can start giving little talks on the college campuses. Maybe I could um, start coaching people. Maybe I could start writing a book on leadership. And I, I started doing all of those things. And then that tapping finally went away. It went away, but the, the energy and the passion was still there because I had finally answered it. Yes. <laughs> and I remember being at Costco one day. Um, after I had came to this realization and I started writing things down, I went to Costco um, the next day or whatever. And I just remember like my face, my eyes, the way my eyes felt. And it, I don't know if you follow Tyra Banks, but she often, she coined this term called smizing. I know exactly. <laughs> are smiling. And I felt like my eyes were smiling. I felt like there was a twinkle in my eye. And I remember taking my phone and, and taking a selfie just because I wanted to capture that moment. And I looked a hot mess. My hair was everywhere. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to smile, but I'm just going to take a picture just to see what my eyes look like. And I remember that picture. And it's just like very vivid, vivid in my memory of my eyes doing the smizing. I could see the, the, the glistening in my eyes. And so I just, you know, keep that uh, picture as a memory of the period where I decided to answer my call. And I haven't turned back since. I'm on a roll here in, in, in laying out um, the work that God wants me to do while I'm here on this earth. I mean, the fact that you experience that, I'm sure that that's your goal to help your clients experience that. Yeah. 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 I'm constantly asking them, what are you curious about? What, you know, what is constantly showing up for you? Sometimes I give the analogy of what's that thing that's tapping you on the shoulder, because that was my experience. And so they'll start thinking like, you know, actually I wanted to you know, be a writer and they'll start talking and start exploring. And you could, you could hear them saying, Oh, no one's ever asked me that like that before. And it's like a revelation for them. And, and, you know, they start their journeys. Oh, Uh, that must light you up. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, That's, I kind of like that energy that you're talking about. Um, I think that comes when you begin to walk in your purpose because you're, you're being, you're being fueled by the Holy spirit. It's, it's not something that you have to contrive or create. It's just Mm -hmm. there. Like you don't get up every day going, Oh man, it's like you getting up every day. Like, okay, here we go. Let's, how can we, how can we impact lives? And so mm, that it, 
it's a special, it's a gift that, that you were given and you're just giving it away. Yeah, absolutely. And oftentimes we, we know that our purpose is not about us. It's about oh, yeah. serving other people. It's about other people. Um, so I have to remember that often. <laughs> I, I, get, I get so excited about being able to do work in leadership. But then I have to remember, it's not about me. It's about other people. <laughs> God but if gave you me hadn't have experienced that, yeah. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't know the power of it. But because you had the experience, mm-hmm. that's why I think like what, what you experienced, what you're doing is so amazing because you had this experience. Mm-hmm. And so be, from that, now you can go out and you can like transfer that into people and work to help them get there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because I even believe in it because I experienced it. So that um, makes me more committed or convicted to do the work. Um, Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's amazing. So what do you have going on right now? Tell anybody that's listening um, how they can find you, how they can work with you. Tell them all the stuff. Yeah, so I am uh, have some open spots for coaching. So if you're interested in life coaching, leadership coaching, career coaching, any of those, I'm certainly equipped to um, handle any topic that you'd like to speak about. Uh, so you could reach me uh, my website. It's ajamawogu.com. I'm not sure if I should spell it out. I'll put <laughs> it all in the show notes. Okay, great. Yeah, you could cat. You could get a lot of information on my website, free downloads and free resources for you to access. Um, that will help you get clear on your goals, right? Um, and you could catch me on social media. My handle is Ajama Leads. So I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You could catch me there. And I have a book coming out for pre-order um, in November. It's called Capable Beyond Measure. So it's a book for folks who are looking to move past fear and self-doubt, aka the imposter syndrome to move forward towards achieving their wildest dreams. So I'm excited to release that book very soon. Work very hard on it. I believe in it so much. Every time I read it, I want to run around and, and give a shout, right? Um, Because I think the content is pretty transformative. Uh, So that's what I have going on. Um, Is that book going to be on Amazon? It is. It'll be on Amazon. Is it pre-order right now on Amazon? No, not yet. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're having this conversation. What month is this? September. So in in November, late November, it'll be available for pre order, and then it'll be um, it'll be launched. If that's the right wording in late January. That's yeah. really exciting. Congratulations! Yeah, thank you so much. It's a big accomplishment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, really quickly, out of curiosity, because I'm so curious, what's been your favorite leadership book so far that you're taking a lot from? Oh, that is a nearly impossible question for me to answer. <laughs> I will tell you, I'm reading one right now by um, one of my favorite authors, Ken Blanchard. Yeah. Um, and this one is Lead Like Jesus. But I'm also reading, mm-hmm. I'm also reading, um, born for significance. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the hope quotient. One of my favorite ones by Bill mm-hmm. Johnson. I, mm-hmm. I have so many. Um, and I, I mean, obviously of course the Bible, I mean, like yes. literally <laughs> taking so many things out of the Bible that, I mean, if we, if we did this, if we dissected the Bible, if we die, if we were writing a book and we had, let's say 
five topics specifically like under the heading of leadership. We're going to train these things. We could dissect pieces of the Bible and we could put together the most profound leadership book that's ever been written. It would be transformative from the heart leadership. There's so much in the Bible specifically about how to lead. Yeah. Wow. So, but I mean, those are my favorites today, but like if I walked over to my, to my little, my little library over there, I have tons of books on leadership. Um, and my, my favorite ones are the, I, there was one called, uh, I think it's called called to lead by John MacArthur. Mm-hmm. I gave it away to somebody, which is like a big no, no, I I'm a book hoarder. So now I just buy them for them <laughs> on Amazon. I need to reorder it. That was one of my favorites. Mm. That was one of my favorites. And it was a little bit of a slower read. It's very intellectually written. Mm. Um, you know, some are like, written in the way we talk my book. I I wrote the way I talk. So it's super easy to read, but some are written very intellectually. And so you have to go a little bit slower, but it was packed, packed full of just Mm. good. good. I need to reorder it. Matter of fact, it's in my cart. It's been in my cart for two months. Yeah. But you don't do audio books or Kindle or I don't copy. Yeah. I, I don't. And it's funny that I podcast because I don't like I like podcasts, but I don't like audio books. I've tried it a hundred times, but I'm like, like I said, I, I'm a book hoarder. I like to, I like to feel yeah. the pages. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish I had time. I would prefer to read, but you know, uh, <laughs> I try to do the audio books cause I'm always on the go. And it, and it is a great way. I just have found for me, I don't know if I, I don't know why maybe it's again, like the cadence or something, people doing it. But, um, I think I retain better when I, when I read. And, um, Mm -hmm. so it's a whole, it's a whole different experience for me reading versus audio. And you know, what's funny people say, oh, you must like mark up your books. I never do that. I was going to ask you that. So you don't? Never. I'm weird. I'm going to admit that I'm really, really weird. I treat my books like they're little trophies and like, I don't ever write in them. I feel like the inclination. Do you want to, but you're like, no, yeah, sometimes. Okay. And I was, I was reading some, oh, uh, let me tell you this book that I just finished. Is it over here? Oh, shoot. Let me see if it's in this stack. Yeah. It was really good. It was by, um, Oh, darn it. I can't think of it. There was so much in that book and it wasn't even about leadership. And I was like, Oh, I need to highlight that. And if I, if I ever do anything, I do it with a pencil (laughs) so I can erase it. (laughs) Yeah. I I know I'm weird. It's It's all right. We all have our weird thing. Um, but it was a Sean Bowles. The book was by Sean Bowles. Um, and it was just about, uh, he's a, he has a prophetic ministry, but it was, he had so, he had some really awesome stuff in there that I was like, that's all leadership right there. So, wow. Yeah. You get it from everywhere. Well, I'm so grateful to have you on the podcast and, and share what you're doing with, uh, other people. But I'm also just so grateful for what you're doing in the world. Cause um, I've said it like five times. It's holy work. It's needed in the world right now more than anything. I'm so glad you listened to the call, to the little tapping on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I know that God has absolutely remarkable things in store for you and your impact on the world. Great. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you for the work you do with Girl Power Alliance. We, we had our conversation, so totally love the title. So powerful to me um, for so many reasons. So thank you for your work. 
Oh, thank you so much. And um, I'm sure we'll be, hey, at some point, we're going to be doing some leadership conference together. I know. I hear that. Oh, yes. I accept that. Me too. I'm excited about it. Well, thank you. You have a, a phenomenal day and I'm sure we'll be in touch. You do the same. Thank you. I could legit talk about leadership all day. It's literally one of my favorite topics. And that's probably why God had me put together the Radiant Leadership Academy. We're smack dab in the middle of it right now. And it is pretty phenomenal to watch God work out his, the word of God in these women's lives. I'm really excited to see the fruit from what he's laying down here. Um, Radiant Leadership Academy is for women by women, just like uh, me and Gemma were talking about. <laughs> the leadership world is dominated by men. And, you know, I really feel like God is calling us as women to stand up and say, listen, we are leadership quality <laughs> trainers too. We are out there and maybe we even lead differently. I will tell you this, that the a lot of the stuff that I talk about in Radiant Leadership flies in the face of most of the things I have heard in leadership trainings for many, many years. And I'm okay with that because it is wholly being led by God. The Holy Spirit put together this program. The Holy Spirit is leading it every step of the way. So if you're interested, you can go to radiantleadership.com and check it out and get signed up for our next class. It'll be coming up. I don't have a date yet, but it'll be coming up uh, pretty quick here in a couple of months. You can also go to girlpoweralliance.com and get more information on it because there's a little tab at the top of the page for Radiant Leadership Academy. If you're not already a part of our membership community, you really should be. And you can access that at girlpoweralliance.com as well. And if you're on Facebook, we know there's lots of different social media platforms. We're still using Facebook as of right now. Um, You can join our private group. Just search for GPA Inner Circle and we will gladly welcome you in there so that you can be part of the conversation, meet other like-minded women, uh, pray with and for each other, and just all the other stuff that's happening there in that group. We're living in interesting times, ladies. We don't have the luxury of being complacent anymore. It's time to be bold and stand and lead. And if you feel like you need support, then Girl Power Alliance is the community for you. This is the year that we are believing is going to be our best year. (laughs) I believe it with all my heart. Girl Power Alliance, where women grow.